You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Boy, we've covered a lot of ground today. Started out with a letter from Tom Brady's lawyers saying that we needed to stop selling the Tampa Bay t-shirts by the end of the month, which we will do. I guess we have to send back a letter to say that we got the letter that they sent us, but I think we should send a Tampa Bay t-shirt just to let them know, hey, we got a sense of humor. Hopefully you have a sense of humor as well. And then we are already for production of our new t-shirt. I don't think it has anything to do with Tom Brady. I think it's going to be up on the website in 15 minutes, and it just says, his name is Tom. Now, this is from the letter that we got from the lawyers. They wanted to let us know. Paulie, do you have the official wording there? Yes. Mr. Brady recently announced he'll be joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mr. Brady's first name is Tom, and he wears number 12. Yeah, his name is Tom. That's the new T-shirt, and I don't know if it has any relationship to Tom Brady. It's just his name is Tom, and we'll have those T-shirts for you. I don't know if Tom can trademark Tom, but, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, we were first, by the way. We just didn't think about tra- We kept thinking, this is so stupid. Why would we trademark this? And here we are in this mess because we didn't trademark this. Yes, Paul. We could spell it T-H-O-M. Thom. Yeah. yeah. His I name want- is Thom. I don't want to get there, but uh, hopefully, you know, Tom can get his. <laughs> so idiotic. It is. His name is Thom. His name is Thom. Thompa Bay. Oh, Thompa Bay. No, no, we can't. We can't. <laughs> no, we can't. We can't do this. And put a six and a six on the back, so it, it equals 12. No. Six plus six. Six plus six. Equals Super Bowl. Thompa Bay. Thompa Bay. <laughs> six plus six equals, what number Super Bowl is this, McLevin? Is this? I'm not sure. Not 66. No, 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 but 6 plus 6 equals, and then that would be the Super Bowl number. Whatever L and V equal. L and V. Uh, that double nickel, 55? 55. Right. So you could do 6 plus 6 equals 55, which would... Yeah. yeah. Never, no, no, we're not. God. So we're going to have the new T-shirt up there. His name is Tom. Uh, Diana Rossini from uh, ESPN, their NFL reporter, had some details on this virtual draft and what could go wrong other than the very first pick that the Bengals had, there was a glitch there. Not the Bengals' fault, but uh, we'll talk to Diana about this, the whole process that you have here. Uh, Luke in Alabama joins us. Luke, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I just uh, wanted to float this idea, and then I wanted to ask you a question. Okay. Um, the, the letter in writing, you should address it directly to Tom Brady and then try to negotiate some memorabilia for the man case. And my question is, if he came back and said, okay, what would you ask for? Oh, boy, what would I ask for? Thank you, Luke. Um, Well, I saw that documentary on the guy who stole his jerseys, and they found him in Mexico. So they're (laughs) going to track me. Those are valuable. It would be nice to have a grass-stained Super Bowl jersey from Tom. But uh, I don't need anything other than the memories he's given us. That's more than enough. And the opportunity to hand him the Super Bowl. I, I just found this. Uh, here's the picture that I'm there on the podium with, uh, with Tom and, and Coach Belichick. So I, I just found this. Maybe Tom could sign it. Maybe he could sign it Tampa Bay. I mean, I, 
Like they, that'd be nice, but I just found this. Yeah, Paul. If I told you years ago when you gave Tom Brady the Super Bowl trophy that he'd be suing you one day, <laughs> well, he's per- not suing me. Oh, he's he's not. He's <laughs> we're in we're in discussions. That's all. He he appreciates the enthusiasm. Yes, he so. did. It says in the letter that they hey, we we appreciate the enthusiasm of. I got Tom and the Buccaneers going to the playoffs. I'm all in on the Buccaneers. So much so that I created Tampa Bay T-shirts. And now I'm being told by Tom's politely, luff, politely, yes, they have. Yeah, God, what happened in my career? Ever since I left ES, what happened to me? Uh, let me bring in uh, Diana Rossini, uh, ESPN NFL reporter. Have you heard about the potential litigation here, Diana, with myself and Tom Brady's legal team? I haven't, but you're welcome to come back to ESPN if you want to switch. Because <laughs> I, I, I like your setup. I've been watching it for years, and. Uh, I'll take that over Bristol any day of the week. Yeah, well, once we get through with quarantine, I'd love to have you in the man cave here. But, uh, yeah, I came up with uh, Tampa Bay T-shirts thinking it's so corny, and then we were selling T-shirts, and then I just heard from Tom Brady's legal team that we have to take it down. Not exactly a cease and desist. It might be a cease, but the desist is coming here pretty soon. Oh, well, you know that he he's going to own all of that originality. Uh, I mean, the, the corniness, by the way, you, you were spot on there in terms of the level of cheese. I mean, it's, I think it's terrible. But, um, you Thank know, you. what else are you going to do? No, you did a, a really good job. Uh, I have tons of respect for you as a broadcaster, and uh, I'm not so sure about that. But uh, yeah. I, I see where you were going with it. Uh, it's original, uh, I guess. But I guess not so original because the TV 12 family has, has – uh, taking ownership over that. So, uh, Tom, just stay out of the parks. Let's just start there. Then we'll worry about your branding. Yeah, so I'm thinking Tom probably was dealing with this Tampa Bay potential lawsuit, and he was in his house, and he said to Giselle, I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to take a walk and maybe walk to the park. And then all of a sudden the mayor said, you're not allowed to go to the park. Uh, you know, you're... It said Brady had been cited. And then I, th- I said, how are they spelling cited? Because it's a big difference there if... He's being cited with a C or cited with an S. Uh, Did Tom get in trouble? And who was working out with him, by the way? Do we know? Um, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking that this was the journey. He's sitting in this very small Derek Jeter home, because you know it's smaller (laughs) than what he's used to, with terrible internet connection, as we saw with his interview with Howard Stern, right? So he's like... He's like 0 for 2. He's living in a small place with with horrible bandwidth. He's upset that you're trying to make money off him. And he's like, I need to get out of here. Here, Here's a place where nobody's out, so I'll take advantage of it. And here's the thing. We've all been pulled over, right? We've all been in trouble with the law, and we all have our own moves. Um, Like, what's Tom Brady's move? You know, I go with – I'm pretty transparent. Like, he's like, hey, you're on your phone. I'm like, I know. Do you want to talk to my mom? She's still on the line. Like, I I just say what it is. Like, I I don't lie. I don't try. You're speeding. I know. Was it really fast? Fastest one today? Um, So what's Tom's, right? I can't Uh, stand my wife. She's ugly. (laughs) uh, All right. A couple of things here. We got this virtual draft uh, coming up on Thursday, starting Thursday. But I, I... how does it look on TV? How is it going to look on TV? So I, I, I can give my audience an understanding of they can conceptualize this. The commissioner's in his basement in Jersey. And then what do I see on the screen when we go to each team? So please don't offend Westchester County because you know they would be offended. Uh, Roger Goodell lives in New York. Oh, State, not oh, in the- oh, my bad, my bad. 
Yes, yes, not in beautiful New Jersey. We would be honored to have him, though. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, no, so he'll be in his basement, which, by the way, I learned the hard way, which this just goes to show you I need to travel more. Uh, not every home has basements, right? So we live in the tri-state area, so we're used to, you know, it's just normal to us. It's, a house has a basement, but uh, out west, nobody has basements. Um, so not everyone will be in their basement, but the commissioner will be. Okay. Um, and then you're going to have uh, sort of how um, have you, uh, I, th- I think your listeners, and I'm sure you have uh, participated in a Zoom. Um, yes. It's going to look very similar to that with, with the commissioner uh, in the center to start. And then it's going to be a split screen of the team. Um, most teams are opting to have their general manager uh, take the shot, we'll say. Um, be, be, the only reason why I know that is I've asked a couple of head coaches, you know, what they'll be wearing or if they bought a selfie light, you know, to, to look extra um, handsome, I guess. Uh, and most say, well, I'm not really planning to be on camera that much because the GMs are, are, are going to take, are going to take the, the TV time, so to speak. So mm. um, the way it was described to me, it's going to be that split shot. And then uh, the player they pick, the director running the show here is going to have control over all the players who have a, an iPhone with them and are connected live into our system. And so they'll be able to pull them up. So let's just use Cincinnati as an example. Since he's on the clock, there's Joe Burrow with less than 10 people. I also found that out today that if any of these prospects have more than 10 people in that shot, they will not take them live. Um, hmm. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people having their family members just, you know, squatting underneath the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, the uh, Uncle Tom who's going to be, or Uncle Jimmy who's going to have, like, some Nike swoosh T-shirt on that you're not allowed to have as he walks into the shot here. They, they said to the prospects, or the, you know, the, uh, the draft uh, prospects, you can't wear certain things. I'm waiting for somebody to photobomb one of these Zooms here. Oh, you know what's going to happen. I, I don't want it to be one of the one of these players. I want it to be a coach or GM. I think that's funnier. Like just someone's random child walking in or, um, you know, some, somebody not shutting the door in the shot of the bathroom off a reflection, you know, when people zoom in, like, look, it's a naked person. Um, I mean, I don't want that for the company, but I think it would be very entertaining uh, for us as fans. I, I had a great uh, situation yesterday where I was talking to a head coach a few hours after that virtual mock draft. And he just was very irritable to begin with, but, uh, probably because he didn't want to talk to me, but that's a, that's a different story. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're just chatting about the draft. And uh, he, he's like, can, can you just hold on for one second? I said, yeah. He's like, everyone, get off the Internet. <laughs> he's like, and, and the thing is, like, I heard the voice. And I immediately thought of my own father when he used to yell my full name up the stairs because I was, you know, I was like, all right, listen. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go. I'll, I'll get a ring later. <laughs> and it turns out his kids were on iPads. And so, the, you know, the bandwidth is such an issue and, you know, you, you think these guys have all the money in the world, but they're just like us. Like, I'm not buying the mega Ferrari cable package. I buy the regular one, you know, just like everywhere. And these coaches all say the same thing. They're like, I'm not going to buy. What, what do I need so much bandwidth for in my home? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even home. <laughs> if they, so, is, there, uh, is there an emergency plan? Like, if something goes wrong for somebody that a team loses contact of trying to make sure that they get the pick in on time? Yeah, so there, there there are phone calls basically, or everyone is on the phone as well, not just through the internet. So you're they're going to have that backup plan. Um, that that's sort of how it's been described to me. But my favorite organizations to talk to right now, Dan, are those that have embraced it and they're excited by it, and and they think they have 
uh, a leg up on this, especially if they're technologically savvy. And I think it's pretty obvious based on social media who those people are, because they're the ones tweeting out the pictures of their setup and, you know, they're showing their, their sort of their draft caves. Um, you know, I, it's funny. I talked to one head coach about how this has all worked for them in terms of these meetings that they have normally leading up to the draft. I couldn't get anyone on the phone last year to be like, oh, I'm in a meeting, I'm in a meeting. Now no, you know, now everyone's got all the time in the world. They want to talk about Ozark. They want to talk about this. I'm like, wow, I kind of like this for a reporter. But uh, I had one head coach put it back. He said, you know, I got to tell you, I'm usually sitting in a meeting with about 25 people. You know, I got my scouts. I got all my personnel people. I got assistants. He's like, now it's just me, my GM, uh, we call my owner once in a while, my, my head of player personnel, and that's it. And we are locked in. We're not distracted by anyone. Uh, I mean, you can also translate as that as just wanting full control. But it all it, it just seems like they're cutting out the fat and the distractions, and, and they're able to just he, – he believes this is going to be his best draft. Well, I think it makes you focus. And, you know, I had an NFL scout who said, you know, when we came up with the virtual – uh, draft uh, reality that was you should already know what your draft board is like there's no excuses here and some teams were saying hey what about communication we can't get with our guys our war room and all that and the scout said no you have your information already if you don't then you weren't going to be good on draft day in, in the first place but are you rooting for a technical glitch or not diana Oh my God! Yes, okay. absolutely, absolutely. I, I live for those. I, I've enjoyed it so much. I, I think it's great that every coach and GM is just like my family. So uh, at this point, just the only time I can ever relate with them. Um, so I think it'd be great to just to. I think we need it too. We need it. we need some laughs right now. It's just been so um, depressing and difficult for so many people. Uh, I can I can speak for just living in the North Jersey area where, where this coronavirus situation is not just um, okay. It is very, very serious. So um, I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited to have something to look forward to. I know you guys are. Usually the draft to me is is, is exciting. But I, I, for right now, with nothing else going on, I really can't wait for Thursday to get here. Thank you, Diana, and uh, have fun. Thanks, guys. That's uh, Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. She's on fire. She's going to be working for the mothership there. You have ABC, ESPN, NFL Network uh, combo. Uh, That'll be, uh, she's covering the Bengals, Titans, Saints, and the Falcons. Yeah, I'm rooting for a little bit of a technical glitch. Just something that's, you know, kind of fun. You know, if the commissioner shows us something in his basement or, you know, you know, there's going to be a pet that's going to be barking or, you know, kids are going to walk through something. It, it, It would be fun. Let me get a couple of uh, phone calls here. Blake in Wyoming joins us. Hey, Blake, what do you have for me today? Hey, uh, Mr. Patrick, it is an honor. Um, when my sons asked me what it was like to uh, get on the Dan Patrick show, I'm going to make a comparison to my uh, college dating life because uh, I received uh, three or four very gentle no's and not yet before I finally got a date. So uh, thank you for having me on. You're welcome, Blake. Uh, I uh, uh born and raised in Wyoming, an alum of University of Wyoming, and uh, a few years ago became a really big fan of the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. And it occurred to me that uh, there's kind of a similarity uh, between this year with Jordan Love and a few years ago with Josh Allen um, that uh, you kind of have an unknown mid-major 
being put up with uh, some uh, really uh, well-known quarterbacks from prestigious universities. And so I was wanting to know any comparisons you might have to a the you know the different drafts that uh, Jordan Love's going to go through and Josh Allen's going to go through, and then if you have any comparisons uh, between the quarterbacks themselves. All right. Well, thank you, Blake. Um, Josh Allen was uh, ready to play. He was drafted uh, to be ready to play. Jordan Love is not going to be drafted. He's not ready to play probably for a couple of years. But Josh Allen, you were getting him. And granted, you know, he was at Wyoming uh, and Jordan Love at Utah State. But you have these quarterbacks. A lot of it, Jordan Love could turn out to have a more successful career than Josh Allen because he would go later in the draft and maybe you go, let's say Green Bay Packers drafted. And maybe he sits for a couple of years with Aaron Rodgers, as Aaron Rodgers. I mean, look at the success of a lot of these quarterbacks. You, you... And you have teams that took risk. Houston took a risk, went up and got Deshaun Watson. Kansas City took a risk with a, a Pro Bowl quarterback, playoff team, and they went up and you know went all in on Patrick Mahomes. These you know the Eagles went up to get Carson Wentz. Rams went up to get Jared Goff. Like when you get drafted by a team that's a little more firmly established, the reason why Kyler Murray went to Arizona is because Arizona wasn't any good. If you get to go to a team later in the first round or second round, you might have a better chance at, uh, of success. Because when you go to a bad team, there's a reason why you're going to that bad team. And now you got, you know, the, Joe Burrow's going to have this for a couple of years. If Joe Burrow, if you put him on another team a little bit later on in the draft, you know, he'll, he would be more successful down the road probably. But in Cincinnati, you're going to have a couple of rough years there. Uh, Brandy in Iowa joins us. Hey, Brandy. Hey, DP. Long time, first time. 6'3", corn-fed 280. And it's Brandy, not Brady. Yep, it's Brandy, believe Brandy. it or not. Okay, all right. So I have a T-shirt idea for you that maybe Tom won't care about, and it has kind of a... Double entendre, oh, that's correct. Oh, uh, double entendre. Yeah. Okay, all right, I'm ready. Uh, it'll play on nostalgia and maybe a little slight to these fans. How about a T-shirt of the New England Bradyots? New England Bradyots, all right. Thank you, Brandy. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to do that. You want to think it over a little bit? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, Chris in Maine before we take a break. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up? Theodore, how are you? Good, sir. Yes, what's on your mind? All right. Uh, well, I'm still bitter about Tom leaving, but um, I have a great T-shirt idea for you. Okay. Just use the confection color of orange and say Tomsicle. Okay. Tomsicle. I, I like that one better than, than Brandy's, but uh, we got our T-shirts. Uh, so these are up on the website? It looks like it. Ready to roll. All right. Okay, you can go to danpatrick.com. We have the, his first name is Tom. Tom is in really, really, really big lay. Oh, and then on the back, it says, we appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> Lovely orange color. The, this would be considered orange, not creamsicle. I don't see any pewter in here either. What do you guys think? Seton, I'll start with you. I, I sure <laughs> hope they appreciate the enthusiasm. 
that was uh, put into developing this new shirt. This is called Heather Orange. Great. Heather, now the Heathers are going to yeah, sue us. I get sued by Heather. Her name is Heather. Yeah, shirt. and I never liked her, Heather. McLovin, what do you think? There's something wrong with my connection. I cannot be associated with this T-shirt oh, okay. because uh, some kind of technical glitch. <laughs> Todd, I like it a lot. The next best thing. Now I and, uh, now I'm see. worried. Oh, here you go. Because Todd likes it. His first name is Tom. We appreciate your enthusiasm. <laughs> what was the percent? Logo on it? What was the percent chance we're getting him on the show this year before and after? Zero. Now, is it zero point zero? Zero point zero. Maybe it was like the price of oil. It went under a zero. I got Peyton Manning on yesterday, right? We'll take a break. Peter Schrager covers the NFL draft for the NFL Network, and he'll join us coming up 21, 22 after. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Well, they're up and running. I don't know for how much longer, but uh, the new T-shirt that we have, we will take down the Tampa Bay T-shirt. That'll be uh, by the end of the month, as uh, we've been asked to do by Tom Brady's lawyers, and uh, we will do that. We have another T-shirt. It's called uh, his first name is Tom, and then on the back, we appreciate your enthusiasm. I don't want to explain any further. If you're listening to the show, then you'll understand what we're talking about. Once again, that's not uh, creamsicle. It's uh, Heather Orange is what we use there with those uh, T-shirts. But they're up on the website. Go get them while you can while we wait for our next cease and desist. He's Peter Schrager, co-host of NFL Network's Good Morning Football, FoxSports.com senior national writer. And he's going to be busy during the draft. You can also catch... uh, Peter with Jay Glazer and Joel Klatt. Oh, there's some heavy hitters. Throughout the entire first round on Thursday, live on Fox Sports Radio, breaking down the draft pick by pick, beginning at 8 Eastern Thursday on Fox Sports Radio. Peter, how are you? I'm doing well, all things considered, Dan. We got the NFL draft to talk about, and I don't know, there's a light here. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and I think there's a light in the short term. We got something to talk about sports-wise, and I'm here to do it. All right, the draft begins where? Draft begins at number three because uh, Burrow's going one to Cincinnati. Chase Young at two, I'm told, is 99% Redskins. I don't think they're going to trade it unless they get some ridiculous offer. And then you got the Lions at three, and it gets a little interesting here. I think you add in the fact that there's going to be some technical glitches. So all these teams are still trying to figure this thing out. And then the Lions would be willing to listen to offers. But I think it's been overblown that there's suddenly some some great desire to move up to number three. I, the more I'm getting into this and the more my phone is lighting up, the teams that are dying for a quarterback after Joe Burrow, it might be rather limited. I don't know if there's a great demand for that third pick to get that quarterback, whether it be Tua or Herbert, and there's going to be a bunch of liars poker going on because the way I see it right now, especially with Jameis and Cam and Andy Dalton still sitting out there, there isn't a line of teams looking to move up in the draft to go get a quarterback after one and two are off the board. Yeah, and I could see where Dalton and Cam and Jameis, once the draft is over, might have a better sense of where they could end up. But I, I'm with you on this. I don't know if somebody's going up to get Tua or Justin Herbert. It feels like the Chargers are willing to just wait and see who falls into their lap. I think it comes down to the Dolphins, and does this make them nervous of, we got to go up to get him? 
But I also think it feels like it's more of the fear of taking him or the fear of not taking him. What do you think is a, a stronger opinion on Tua? It's such a great point because you don't want to be – I mean, Alex, we all watched the last dance on Sunday. You don't want to be the GM of the Blazers saying, well, we passed on number two with Michael Jordan because we already had Clyde Drexler. If you're the Dolphins, you don't want to say, well, we passed on Tua because we didn't get a chance for our doctors to see him, and then he goes on and has his great NFL career. The issue, though, is that it's not just this one injury. He plays in a style of football that makes him very susceptible to injuries. He plays – fearless and you love that and he plays with such great passion but he is not a a guy who is sitting in the pocket and throwing the ball right away on third down uh to kind of take out the punt team no he's always looking to extend a play he's always looking to make plays the same reasons people around the league and there are a few who love Tua, and they the few that i know actually have quarterbacks they're happy with it's the same reasons other teams might be hesitating taking him because this isn't some freak injury. It's not Sam Bradford who is a pocket quarterback and got a couple hits. This is a quarterback who runs a lot and it's a quarterback who looks to get the extra yard. And it's hard to tell a guy going into his NFL career, okay, that's not going to work in the pros. You're going to have to tone that down when that's exactly what was successful for him at the college game. Why do we change the rules when it comes to a quarterback? That if any other player had the injury history that Tua has, and let's say he's a marquee player. If there was a wide receiver who had anywhere near these injuries or a running back, or if Chase Young had any of these injuries, we would run from them. But it feels like there are team or teams that go, you know what? We're going to roll the dice. Uh, hey, the quarterbacks like this don't come along very often. And you talk yourself in and you talk yourself out of these situations. But with the quarterback, that's why these GMs always amaze me. Because sometimes they get stupid when it comes to draft day and, and what they do and they get nervous. Oh, we got to get our quarterback here. And I, I just, I'm surprised though with Tua what the injury history is and people can go, yeah, but, or he's never been healthier. Although, you know, he's, you know, our, our medical staff checked him and all these things where you go, yeah, but he, he still had some pretty important injuries here. Yeah, but he also had some pretty important wins. This is what the thing I know. Plays, I know. It plays tricks with your mind because, <laughs> you know, they, the, the Wonderlick scores came out and it looked like Tua didn't do so hot on that. People are like, well, no, 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 no. Saban, who has had every college guy go from Saban raves about him. And it's not like he, he, doesn't, he has to do it. Saban raves about him. And I could tell you privately, he has called multiple coaches and has made the case as to why Tua is such a great young man and such a leader. So, this, this is one of those deals where you're right. The quarterback position is different. Look, Makai Becton, there was an anonymous scout who came out and said, Makai Becton has a hobby, and his hobby is cooking, and because he's 360 pounds, then, and I'm telling you, teams are calling me, and like, do you think Becton's going to explode to 500 pounds? Like, you're looking for things in other positions, yet with quarterback, yeah. there are glaring, glaring red flags here with an injury, and yet all it takes is one team to say, yeah, but – I mean, look, Dan, we were, we were both covering the draft when Josh McDaniels took Tim Tebow, and I don't think anyone else was taking him in the first round. Johnny Mandel went in the first round. Blake Bortles went third overall because the Jaguars convinced themselves that, yeah, but I don't, you know, this is, <laughs> this is what happens. You don't want to have oh. uh, a bad red flag on your resume, but you also would love to say, hey, I'm Brett Veach. I'm the one who traded up and got Patrick Mahomes despite a losing record his last year in college. Give me the trade that you think will happen. 
the trade that I think will happen. I think the Niners are going to move back from 31 for sure because they don't have a second or third round pick. The question is, what do the Niners do at 13? This is where you get John Lynch becoming a bit of a uh, a maverick out here because you traded DeForest Buckner, who's an incredible player, for that 13th overall pick. And there might be a lot of talented players there, but they're barren with draft picks. So I would look at the Niners as one team that could be trading. I would also – I would also look long and hard at the Giants at four because I know the Giants have needs on defense, but I think they're going offensive tackle. And from all the teams I'm talking with, there is such a split decision on how these teams like the tackles. There's four guys, and you guys know them. It's Wirfs, it's Wills, it's Becton, and now it's this guy Andrew Thomas out of Georgia who's getting a lot of steam of late. If the Giants don't have a clear number one guy, they could probably trade back a few picks and still get one of those four. Patriots said it, quarterback. I don't think so. I think they're going to take somebody here. I don't know if they trade up to get one of these major guys, if they sit pretty at 23 and take this Jordan or Jordan Love as he's sitting there, or if with their third-round pick, they package a few others and move up to the second round. And I look at names like, like this kid Jacob Eason out of Washington who's got a big arm and, and, and played at Georgia, then he played at Washington, and maybe he can be the guy or the total opposite, Jake Fromm, who replaced Eason at Georgia – who is really an intellectual and one of these just tremendous quarterbacks, what they say above the, above the neck. He's just one of these smart, bright guys that can lead you if you need him to. I think the Patriots are going to take a quarterback at some point in this draft, and then they'll have a challenge between Stidham, who they like. I can tell you they like him. And then whoever they draft in the draft would be a good open competition with Brian Hoyer as the backup. It's Peter Schrager, co-host of NFL Network's Good Morning Football. You can also listen to him with Jay Glazer and Joel Klatt the entire first round on Thursday on Fox Sports Radio, breaking down each pick by each team in that first round. You you start to look at some of these situations here with the running back, and we've seen teams that overvalue these running backs. You know, you look at the Giants and what they did. You look at Carolina and what they did, Jacksonville and what they've done. Are we going to have running backs taken in the top 10 anytime soon or top 15 because I, I can get these running backs, I can get Swift or, or Dobbins at some point in the second round, or maybe even you know at the end of the first round, but I wonder the value of the running back now in future drafts. It's, it's, it goes back and forth, because Saquon Barkley, everyone loved. They're like, oh yeah, he was worthy of the second overall pick. The Giants have won five games last year, and I think four games the year before that. So was it the second overall pick, no matter how good he is, or is it just a product of the Giants were bad everywhere else? Christian McCaffrey was incredible last year. The Panthers didn't sniff the playoffs. So are you looking for stats? Are you looking for that? Or are you looking for a guy who's going to make an immediate impact uh, on a team that you maybe it's, it's not necessarily a need, but you take the best player on the, not a running back. I, I'm fascinated with DeAndre Swift. I'm fascinated with Clyde Edwards, Alaire, who's an LSU running back who yeah. you watched on Saturdays, who was fantastic. Both these guys, if it was 1998 would be top 10 picks, yeah. you know, but it's not, <laughs> it's not 1998. It's not 2008. It's now 2020. And I could see no running backs in the first round for exactly your point. Uh, you know, Fournette, CJ Spiller. There's so many of these guys oh, that you take gosh. the top 10 picks. Yeah. And then they don't necessarily pan out. And I don't think I don't think Fournette's had a bad NFL career. Fournette caught 75 passes last year. Nothing against Fournette. It's just you add a running back. Are you making your team better, or are you just getting another fantasy guy? That's how these that's how these GMs are looking at it right now. Because if I can get a left tackle that's going to protect my quarterback, I'd much rather have my quarterback upright for 16 weeks 
than a running back who, you know, we went 4-12, and 12, but a team that had four running backs, the 49ers, went to the Super Bowl. Good stuff as always, Peter. I hope you're well and uh, have fun with Jay and Joel Klatt starting Thursday night, first round of the draft on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, do you, uh, did you hear about the potential lawsuit with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay T-shirts? Are you up on this? I, I have not. I was listening to the show Wait, before. I, I, came I thought you cover the NFL. So, so who did you guys copyright Tampa Bay? Who, co- who copyrighted Tom, Tampa Bay before no, you we, went out with that? We created it. And he just took it? Yeah, he, he says that uh, he's filed for the trademark here. We forgot to trademark it. You know, we spent so much time on coming up with a brilliant T-shirt, we just didn't think about, you know, trademarking. I just didn't, it, you know, it slipped away. I didn't, I didn't have the time. Sometimes you think that, you know, just people with the goodness of their heart aren't going to try to steal your ideas. <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. Maybe I could get maybe I could get Kyle Brandt a medium. Yes, a medium. He's got he doesn't have enough shirts like that. Um, you need a uh, a Tampa Bay shirt, and Tom Brady, he needs the money from the Tampa Bay trademark for sure. That is what that's exactly what's going on right here. Yeah, but we're going to uh, we're going to cease and desist by the end of the month, though. We're, we've been asked to do that, and uh, and we will do that. I cannot wait till we're all in person again. It will happen, Dan, and I will shake your hand, or maybe not, but whatever we'll do. We'll be in studio and things will be back to normal. Thanks for having me on as always. Thank you, Peter. That's Peter Schrager, co-host of NFL Network's Good Morning Football, or as he likes to say, the heart and soul of Good Morning Football. We'll take a break here. Last call for phone calls this day in sports history. What we learn and what's in store tomorrow. We'll try to do all of that when we come back. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Uh, I just saw this. Saw this on the mothership. They put up Tampa Bay and had a picture of Tom Brady. Somebody better tell first take to take that down. Just going to say, everybody's got to play by the rules. Caleb in North Carolina is the winner of Fritzy's scoreboard challenge. It's 7 and 40. On this day, Michael Vick was taken number one in the draft. 40 Forty is yeah. You got a guess, Paulie? I I found out. Oh, can I reveal? Well, I guess. Alatado. All right. Uh, we play a famous soundbite of frustrated and disappointed former quarterback. Yeah, Tony Romo. And Tony Romo, what would number forty mean? It's not Bill Bates. So, what could forty mean relating to Tony Romo? Well, he wasn't the fortieth pick. He was not, but it's a celebratory type number. Okay, tell me. Tony Romo is 40 years old today. All righty. Thank you. There you go. Thank You're you. You're welcome. People All think right. that uh, Peter Schrager sounds like Michael Sarah uh, from Evan from Superbad. Hmm. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think of that. I don't know what I don't know what Michael Sarah sounds like. Uh, Nick Saban is joining us on the program tomorrow. Wow. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Oklahoma wide receiver, who I think is the best receiver in the draft, is going to join us, I believe, as well. Uh, Rick in uh, Louisiana joins us right now. Hi, Rick. Hey, Dan. I have one copyright cease and desist and two B-side hits. Okay. The uh, cease and desist comes from Rutgers, and I spent the first 25 years of my life as a Jersey boy 
the rest of it in Ruston, Louisiana, home of Louisiana Tech, Grambling State University. Burt Jones went to Ruston High, Kyle Williams. Well, they told us to cease and desist on the letter R. R? Yeah, yeah. Rutgers owns that R. And then the B-side hits, Ode to Billy Joe, the American, check that, Southern Gothic, and Rock and Roll Part 2, Gary Glitter. Gary Glitter. Side. All right. Well, th- well, thank you, Rick. Yeah, Paulie. I just heard from a big-time corporate lawyer who does trademark stuff. Yeah. And he says, quote, it appears because you guys did not trademark Tampa Bay and Tom is in the process of that. You have time, but your best interest is to comply with the cease and desist letter. Yes, and I will. Yeah, we, we will stop selling that T-shirt on the website uh, by April 27th. We'll still sell it on the street out of the back of a no, van. No, no, we're not going to sell any oh, more of those T-shirts. We're not doing that. No, we are not. We, we got our own. T- we got another T-shirt. You just wink at me? No, I did not wink. I, I'm blinking because I'm nervous. <laughs> you, I got a nervous tick here. You said don't sell it out of the back of a truck, and then you went, No, ah. wink, wink. Quack, quack. I saw where uh, Steph Curry's wife was on the Today Show, and she said, Steph doesn't have a basketball hoop at the home. How's that possible? Well, didn't they move into a new place? I think he, he maybe this is a relatively new home, and he didn't get around to putting up a, a hoop there. Yes, he. But do you think if you were a professional basketball player and you went every day to a gym to – like work out and train and play basketball, that then when you got home, you'd be like, ah, maybe I'll shoot around a little bit. Yeah, probably not. A lot of golfers have putting greens at their home. Yeah, they probably never use them. Does the car mechanic work on his car when he goes home? You know what I feel like doing, actually, when I get out of work? You know, I'm going to go work on my car. I don't think a mechanic does that. Uh, but he's got all the tools there, probably. Yeah, McLevin. Do you go home and talk to your wife about Jeff Akuda and the Lions and what's going to happen there? Sadly, yes. <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, because th- there's nothing to do when you're at home. So I get around to going, uh, hey, hon, what do you think of C.D. Lamb? And she goes, uh, how do you prepare it? I'll go, oh, never mind. <laughs> yes, Fritzy. I don't care if he moved into his house today. If I'm Steph Curry, I'm having the basket first, and then I'll build a house around that. Why do you talk so tough and so big, and then you crumble whenever something comes up in your world like this? Remember, you're like, oh, stand up to him with that lawsuit then. And, hey, I'd have a basketball hoop here. And you I, know- <laughs> I, I can't believe he doesn't have a basketball hoop. Whether he's going to use it a thousand times or never, Curry, you have to have a basketball hoop. Even if it's not a fancy indoor gym, we, every person in the world practically has a basketball hoop in their driveway. I saw where Elton John has one when he was doing that special. But where, no piano. He has no piano. No, he had song. a piano oh. in the driveway. He was playing the piano in the driveway and had a basketball hoop there, probably for his, uh, his, his children. Yes, Paul. I like that Todd thinks Steph Curry should have a basketball hoop, but Todd, who works in radio, doesn't have a functioning radio studio <laughs> in his home. Nope. We're not that going down that No, we're not going down there. If, if Todd's family didn't get on the internet, Todd would sound better. Yeah, but I need my wife to help me set up all the equipment and anything every, anyway. I, I would still need, you know, the kids and my wife. I know, but they don't care about your in. career. They're, they don't. They're worried about e-learning <laughs> and teaching. And they're on the internet. Studio. You tell yeah. me those kids are such great students. They, your son's still asleep. You would think they could wait till after 12 Eastern to do it more. Yeah, for your the career. The sound would be better, but the content would be exactly the same, though. <laughs> wow. And that's the... Wow. Can your kids help you with your content? Probably not. Maybe they could write some material. Matt in Indiana. Ooh. Matt. 
What do you have for us? What up, Dan? Hi, uh, Matt. 60150. Yeah. Uh, my, my question is, do you think it's essential that the Colts draft a quarterback this year for post-Philip Rivers? Well, and thanks for the phone call. It goes back to what I've said before. Don't draft a quarterback. Draft the quarterback you want, you need. And if you don't get him, then don't draft a quarterback. You just don't go, hey, I'm going to take a quarterback. Do you want the guy you really want? Are you going to get a guy you really want? And the answer might be no. How about a wide receiver? Well, maybe that would help Phillip Rivers. This day in sports history, Paulie. Yeah, every year, Dan, 1980, Rosie Ruiz won the Boston Marathon. She crossed but the finish did line. did she? Two hours and 31 minutes, and after investigation, she was stripped of the honor when evidence showed she had not run the entire race. Mm. Yeah. Is she, that it? She stood by it until she died. She never admitted she didn't do it. Also, uh, the passing of Mike Curtis. Mike Curtis, a uh, Hall of Fame linebacker, played for the Colts, and famous for really one moment. And that's Monday Night Football fan ran on, I think Monday Night Football fan ran on to the field, and uh, Mike Curtis, number 32, just clocked him. Clocked him. That was great. Uh, final results, poll question, McLovin. Do you want to see a tactical glitch during the draft? 57% say yes. <laughs> I'm there with him. I, I mean, as long as it doesn't really embarrass somebody or hurt somebody with the, who they're going to take. But if there's like a dog barking would be great. Or a cat comes up on the screen and, you know, steps on your keyboard. Yes, McLovin. I just did some research. American Law Magazine ranks every law firm in the nation. Guess where Latham and Watkins is? Number one. Numero uno. <laughs> <laughs> and you know nice. what? We are compliant with what the, the letter that they sent us. They are very professional. They were polite. And uh, we will hopefully reciprocate. Enthusiastically. Yes, we will. Uh, what did you learn today, Todd? That's what I learned. Although Tom Brady's lawyers appreciate our enthusiasm, they still sent a polite letter to stop <laughs> selling our Tampa Bay. McLovin. You said we had to move up to Tua to get Tua. Yes. So seat no Connor. Enthusiasm rules. Yeah. Paulie? <laughs> Latham and Watkins of Virginia were UMBC. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. They make it easy to set up the right estate plan. Well, you don't have to leave your home. Take care of your family today. The right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. Thanks for the fun today. We'll try to do it tomorrow. One more item as we close out the show. Health and safety is at the top 